Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. Nick. Chris. And I'm Caleb. I should say this isn't that old of an album. Our second part of the Baby Driver soundtrack from 2017. <laughs> <laughs> we are back with more Baby Driver. More baby. Yeah, so at the top of the show, a little bit of a spoiler warning. We are going to be talking about the plot of Baby Driver. If you haven't seen it, if you want to be surprised. Whoop. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> Look out, spoiler heads. <laughs> yeah, it's been out a few years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, long soundtrack, a uh, very even soundtrack. We've got 30 mm-hmm. tracks, so we're looking at tracks uh, 16 through 30. Yeah. Let's dive right in. Let's do it. Second disc, let's do it. Disc two. Pop it in. This is track 16, David McCallum with The Edge. I will admit I was uh, driving around today listening to this song uh, in the car, and it was very regal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it gets like a little bit loungy uh, after that. He was part of the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, so it all had to be <laughs> had to be an air of royalty to it. Yeah, I think that's the... Is that his dad? That's the dad. <laughs> that's the dad, David McCullough Sr. So David me. McCullough Sr. was, uh, he was like a band leader, orchestra leader. And then his son is uh, most famous as an actor. He was the British guy in the 60s TV show, The Man from Uncle. Yes. With Robert Vaughn. Maybe it was 70s. I don't know. You may also remember David McCallum as playing uh, Dr. Donald Ducky Millard. Oh, my God. On, yeah, uh, I was going to say this. NCI- NCIS. The odious NCIS. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is obviously a famous sample, mm-hmm. uh, sampled by Dr. Dre. Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, this is like a a real fun song to just put on and have people's like next snap yeah. when it just gets, turns into this weird <laughs> '60s orchestral. Like, Here it comes! No, yeah. what? <laughs> oh, I guess this is like the remix. Is this try, the remix. <laughs> try getting a car wash while you're listening to this song. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I love this track. I yeah. love this track. This is playing when Doc is planning the final heist. Baby's mind is racing because I guess his plan is that he's just going to bail at midnight or 2 a.m., right? Even though they're like, are you in or you're out? And he's like, I'm in. Yeah, that, say I'm out. That was a weird thing that I think that he probably correctly assumed that if he said he was out, he was going to end up in the trunk of a car. But I think he had he would have more of a... He would piss people off less yeah, than I, bailing on the I highest last minute. I think he's been he's been in this world long enough to know that... Every time somebody gives you an option, it's not a real option. Oh, yeah. It's just like testing whether you're reliable or you're going to get put in a trash compactor. <laughs> what did uh, Doc, Kevin Spacey, say about his girl? He's like, yeah, your girlfriend's pretty cute. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, Look oh, at terrifying. God. I was scared so for baby scary. this whole movie, man. Yeah, man. Poor little baby. <laughs> well, like, Doc... I mean, he has, ele- like, there's parts of him that end up being good, and he's... You know, <laughs> that, that's one of the worst parts of the that's movie. That's one of the worst parts. It's really <laughs> scary. Uh, Jamie Foxx is terrifying. He's completely loose cannon. And John Hamm ends up being like, oh, yeah, if you piss him off, he will stop at nothing to kill you. And he's a murder machine. <laughs> I thought that Jamie Foxx's character was like... I mean, 
you, I, I'm a bigger fan of this movie than you guys, but it's definitely a heightened reality. It's like a little bit overwrought, and yeah. his character is constantly like, "I'm fucking crazy, yeah, and I'm gonna kill you because I'm a crazy guy." My name is Bats. And it's like uh, in, okay. show, show, don't tell, Jamie. <laughs> But yeah, as I've said before, John Hamm's character and performance in this is so good as like the really likable guy who turns out to be a psychopath. <laughs> full ham. Yeah, it goes, goes full ham. ham. Goes ham. All right, Nikki, what do we got next? We've got track 17. This is Martha and the Vandellas with Nowhere to Run. This is amazing, classic Motown sound. Yeah, I've been going, I've been listening to Martha and the Vandellas lately. Yeah? Yeah, before we uh, picked this soundtrack. Yeah, just going back on like the older Motown stuff. And, uh, you know, like the sound of Motown is so praised for the way that it was recorded. And But like when you go back and listen to it, it's it's a lot of it is so distorted. Like they're really like pushing the tape super, super hard. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the fidelity that I think Motown gets praised for, if you actually go back and listen, you know, for better or worse, you yeah. know, a lot of the distortion from the tape is like something that we've all come to love and, you know, identify with. But it's not necessarily like the most clean, yeah. you know. It's funny when you hear like uh, people doing like R&B now and it's like too well recorded, it's disturbing. Yeah. and yeah. it's <laughs> Yeah, any, anything that's like super clean, super digital these days just like doesn't have the yeah. same, you know. Do you think that Motown is meant to be heard over like AM radio? Yeah, it, it was designed it, for in it. a way. Yeah, yeah. It, wasn't, exactly. wasn't that the whole thing of like Wall of Sound was just like just put like twelve speakers and like every like didn't they do like twelve well, pianos was, playing the same thing? That was but, the Phil Spector. Yeah, um, that wasn't Motown, for, uh, but it was just kind of like before there was uh, stereo recording. Mm-hmm. You know, when everything was in mono, they had limited tracks they were dealing with, so things would just keep getting bounced down, and he would just build these crazy, you know, sonic palettes that you know got known for being the wall of sound. Yeah, it, it's Phil Spector's a whole nother yeah. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that guy kind of lost his mind. Uh, so we had a cover of this kind of a little bit of a block cover on the Warriors soundtrack yeah. episode. Yeah, that's uh, right. It's great to hear the original. This is, I mean, all those Motown songs got, I don't even want to say they were recycled. I think the way that, not just Motown, a lot of the, you know, Stax and all those companies, they would, it would, somebody would write, like, mostly it'd be like Smokey Robinson would write a song. And then everybody would cut their version in like a couple weeks. Everybody would like cut a different version. Yeah. And then they would just like release them all and see which one like caught. I think that's kind of the cool thing about Motown and Stax and and Muscle Shoals, you know, the music that came out of these, like, you know, soul labels in the 50s and 60s is that the song itself is like a instrumental with a vocal on top of it, Mm. you know, because you could take away the vocal and still have like a really great track and, you know, you could get someone else to sing on it, but it's, it's good music at the, at the core, at the core. Yeah. A lot of it, it's like, it's crazy though, when you're like, oh, like, this famous song was written by Otis Redding, but he didn't actually record it or his version didn't, he recorded it second and somebody else recorded it first and that was the hit. 
and then he did somebody else's song and it was a real free-for-all oh, i think yeah. i think barry gordy walked away with all the cash <laughs> just wiping his hands clean <laughs> It's like, you get paid your royalties of $10, which is in your contract when I told you to sing into this can. <laughs> Where do I sign, Barry Gordy? <laughs> it was also like the era of like, you know, if you were a musician and you got hired to be the studio band, you know, it was like a job job. Yeah. You yeah. would go in and you would clock in with your punch card. Yeah, you wear a black tie. <laughs> yeah, you'd like <laughs> play on every song every day. <laughs> Show up in a suit every day. Yeah. You're like, oh, man. boss is riding my ass on yeah. this uh, and a lot of like uh, exactly <laughs> like the like the wrecking crew stuff where they were like mercenary and they were in and out and i don't think they were I don't, i'm not sure what the structure was but i don't think they got paid any royalties for like what they were yeah yeah they were and on they were on salary yeah and and a lot of them even if you ask the musicians like oh did you which records did you play on did you play on this one it's like ah, maybe <laughs> so what, many like, like when, yeah when did, say. it's like i don't know if they were even i think it was like a gig basis but they were like bouncing between different studios and it was like who was available and you just like you get the phone call and you just show up and you do like oh yeah and then we did like you know a beach boys track and then like this and yeah. that we played on all the beach boys stuff because the beach boys sure couldn't play on their own stuff <laughs> wasn't it wait, pretty insane do you think that's how like what was his name neil purdy uh yeah. Uh, Bernard Purdy. Bernard, Bernard Purdy. Purdy. Yeah. Is that you think that's how he got in trouble? He was like, "Oh, I played on all the Beatles stuff," that's and they were like, "Did you?" And he was like, "Well, I mean, I I rem- I specifically remember playing on a, a few of them." I don't know, I don't if, know like, if, any, if the- anyone's like shed total light on that, but I I think the original source for that was uh, in his uh, biography or his autobiography. He claimed that he played on all like the White Album and all these Beatles tracks, but. Since he was a big session guy, yeah. What I think happened was that George Martin was engineering, you know, an album or two that were like Beatles cover songs. Yeah. So he didn't even really know what he was playing on at that point, mm. and he just came in and like played on something that was like a Beatles yeah. cover album. Not I, to I, mention, like in the era of like Steely Dan, they were bringing all these people in, right? And they were like recording for like weeks and weeks, and then scrapping everything that they did it's like yeah. so who yeah if you like came in maybe you worked with steely dan for like three months and you don't know if you made it onto the record or not like yeah. what do you say i'm gonna i'm gonna stand by that i think ringo is the drummer <laughs> you think so <laughs> for the beatles i'm gonna stand by it well I, I've going, also, going out on a limb <laughs> <laughs> i've also heard they brought him into like purdy specifically into like fill out some old beatles songs yeah that, like were, right like they didn't have like drum fills they didn't have like you know like uh, please please me he maybe like touched up like a part or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah 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 so i mean maybe but that's a far cry from i am ringo which <laughs> i think is what he basically said in his biography if you watch videos of him too that's totally his personality yeah. you know he's just like over <laughs> the top he's like yeah party shuffle <laughs> yeah you want to you want to have a hit you hire party yeah. <laughs> all right nikki what is our next hit track 18 is tequila by the button down brass So in our last episode, uh, one thing that we talked about was uh, how ridiculously choreographed (laughs) 
yeah. all the music is to the movie, right? Yeah. Well, that, some, some of us talked about how yeah. we appreciated that. <laughs> some of us thought it was a bit much, yeah, a little on the nose. But uh, of, of all the songs that do that, I, I think that this tequila cover is uh, the one that is the most choreographed yeah. in the movie with all the gunshots. This is the shootout while they're buying guns right. from yeah. the cops. This, okay, so this, both in choreography and kind of the uh, stylized dialogue, maybe, yeah, this, is my, to it. this yeah. is my least favorite part of the movie. I thought so, too. It's got uh, yeah. Paul Williams. Paul Williams yeah. makes another appearance yeah. from... Uh, what? Phantom of the Paradise. Phantom of the Paradise, and he had a... Uh, in Rules of Attraction, he yeah. had a cameo. He looks out of place in this movie, and well, I know is, it's like a, a great homage to him. Uh, yeah, Edgar Wright is obviously peppering musicians all throughout this movie. So I was reading that like Edgar Wright, when he you know decided to use this song, he went to a DJ friend of his and was like, can you put like a bunch of gunshot sound effects on top of this song and just let me hear what that sounds like. Yeah. And he's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And that later became to kill ya, to uh, kill ya, which appears yeah. in one of the, um, the trailers, right. The trailer song. Yeah. So it's the baby driver. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. This, <laughs> I know what they were doing. I mean, I think that the real kind of driving focus of this film or the idea behind it was choreographing these like uh, car chases to music. And I think that's super successful. And I think some of these other scenes, well, I mean, I like the coffee scenes and everything, but this scene is like, yeah, this is like a little bit too Pretty heavy handed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Tequila. This is like a pretty decent cover of tequila. I mean. I do like the song. Yeah. It's funny. I can't remember one of the, we were playing super group and I think I uh, included the original champs version of tequila. Yeah. It was a contested round of um, super group <laughs> in which. Uh, it was a te- orange what, a, a lime te- and salt. In yeah, it's tequila. what's in a margarita. Yeah. And I was like, orange. Oh right, yeah, triple six. Yeah, I, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I remember looking that up, and I was like, if you can, ears up on that. If you can send me a song called Triple Sec, then I will apologize to you. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will uh, right now. Anyways, it, when I was putting together that game and listening to the original Tequila, which is a song that I I just can't listen to because it's too kitschy and Pee Wee Herman. But if you actually, if you listen, if you listen to that song with fresh ears, it's really, really good. Yeah. And this is also really, really good. But it's like, as soon as you get to the tequila part, you're just like uh, at a wedding reception. (laughs) For some reason, when I was a kid, I loved that original recording of tequila. And my parents were like, we don't know why he listens to it so much. (laughs) It's really good. I just loved it. Its parts are all good. But then um, it's just ruined by its ubiquity. And it's just kind of, what would you say? It's novelty songness. Yeah. 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 I mean, Paul Rubens single handedly, you know, <laughs> ruined it for millions of people. Paul Rubens. Pee Wee Herman dance. Yeah. And all the bikers were like, yeah, <laughs> he won us over with this silly little dance. <laughs> I don't know much about the button down brass. It's very like Austin Powersy. Like, I could see this in like a, you know, Austin Powers running away from mobs of women. But yeah, yeah. very like swinger sort of like, um, I don't know, who's the Henry Mancini ish, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I kind Quincy, of. Quincy uh, Jones, yeah. Soul Bossa Nova. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I feel very akin to Edgar Wright in a lot of ways. And I feel like if I had this idea, it's like the way that the rhythm goes, like tequila would be so fun for this scene. And then you would, you would be like, yeah, but I can't just put tequila on. It's like too, <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, what if I find a little bit of a cover that's a little, you know, you just like try to like one step removed. That's true. Yeah, he could. I don't think he 
could have gotten away with the original. Yeah, it would have been. I mean, I don't know if he got away I with think this. The Scooby Doo ending of this part two of Baby Driver is that Caleb uh, takes off his mask and he is Edgar Wright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like he's real. He's a genius. Edgar Wright's awesome. Edgar Wright's a genius. No, anyway. Uh, next track. What do we got? Track nineteen. When something is wrong with my baby by Sam and Dave. When something is wrong with my baby Something is wrong with me And if I know got this uh this like search plugin it's an extension for uh for google chrome and it if you type in something it'll tell you uh like over time when it's trended the highest and sam and dave really peaked out in 2007 oh that was their highest googled year so i'm not sure you know this baby driver came out in 2017 yeah maybe 10 years before that there was something that uh well spiked their they their biggest hit is uh what is it called here i'm coming or Hold hold on, on. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Which is a great song, but that's like that's appeared on many soundtracks. So I'm sure that there was, I don't know if it was like a Guardians of the Galaxy or something. It was probably like a big oh, summer we've, movie. We talked that, about doing that. It's like yeah. how many volumes of soundtracks was there? Uh, a, uh, well, there's there's two movies, and it, it's probably a double disc for each yeah, it's one. Like four volumes. <laughs> was a strap in listeners soul man was another one by them oh, was yeah. there like a blues brothers reunion in 2007 oh, yeah. or something but yeah sam and dave i like quite a bit this song has been i think this is the first i think that they actually wrote this and this is the first version but uh the song's been covered a ton i know that otis redding did it Oh, wait, wait, hold on! I'm coming. Was uh, on the soundtrack to American Gangster. There we uh, go. 2007. There you there go. There you go. Yeah, man. Exactly. Boom. <laughs> I know my Sam and I know my Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about on the nose. This is when Deborah sees baby and is like, "There's something wrong with my baby." <laughs> she almost says it. Like, it's crazy. Is there something wrong with my baby when she shows up to the or when they all show up to the diner? But this okay. Yeah. This is what I'll say is that the idea of naming the main character baby and it's like they talk about how like oh well every song's about you and it's kind of like if your name was baby yeah there would be some times when you would walk into a like coffee shop and you would be in a bad mood and there'd be something like oh baby and you'd be like yeah uh, I still never understood why. Jamie Foxx wanted to go into the diner and only order sodas. Yeah, this <laughs> it doesn't like product placement moment. That's true. Coca Colas. Yeah, uh, but it didn't. Um, like initially, he was like, "I'm hungry," and then he's like, "Wait, there's something with you in this diner." But nothing like peaked his like spidey senses before that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. There's there's no reason that unexplained. unexplained unexplained. Yeah. Well, his whole character is just like. It's just too much where it's like he's constantly bullying everybody and just like has to reiterate that he's a loose cannon. Impossible to work with. But <laughs> uh, I think that the one thing that that does that's really fun is that it like telegraphs that he's the villain and that he's trouble for so long. And then there's like a fun, it's a fake out because he turns out to not be the real villain yeah. or and at least it, for the climax of the film. 
and his end, which we'll probably get to in a bit, is like so anticlimactic. Yeah, you know, he just gets like it's impaled very true. He gets, by a steel he gets the, bar. He gets the departed. Yeah, baby's like treatment. John Ham's like, "What'd you do, baby?" And he's like, "You said drive." I drove, didn't I? No. <laughs> baby style. Oh man. <laughs> I'm baby. <laughs> he's always he's, baby driving. Yeah, he's just like really into his name being baby. Should we hear track number? Can you believe this? Twenty. Let's do it. Every little bit hurts by Brenda Holloway. out of the uh, Barry Gordy Motown factory. I think the song's been covered by Faces, maybe back when they were called Small Faces. And is it Spencer Davis' group, the Steve Winwood's first group? Oh, yeah. The song's been, I mean, I think anything that was recorded in Motown was kind of, it was open season on covering it. And just no one had rights <laughs> to any other music. It's funny. So I was listening to some interview lately, and this is what the there was a musician was being interviewed, and I don't know this to be true, but I I guess I believe it. Where you can cover any song without permission. There's just like a payment structure that the songwriters get like a certain amount of like whatever income it, it re- like generates. Really. Yeah. That's what Weird Al was trying to explain to Coolio, and Coolio just didn't get it. No, but this is the thing. So so you can cover anything, but if you change any of the words, then like the deal's off. Interesting. And so we'll listen. There's like a cover on here where it's like, I feel like it's weird because if you gender switch like a love song, I think that you open yourself up to liability of like getting sued. The band has that song, a bit controversial, The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. And then does Joni, no, not, uh, Joan Baez has a version of that. And she like, I think she just like misquotes the song. Like there's a few like things that she either like misinterpreted and or said it like on the fly incorrectly. And I've always wondered like, huh, maybe she's breaking the deal there. Like, or was it a mistake or did she just think that was a cleaner way to say it? Or I don't, I don't know. know. What if you're a white artist and there's like an N-word in the song and you're like, just looking at the uh, lyric sheet, just sweating, shaking, uh, looking at the audio oh. engineer and like, uh, it's like, yeah. Ask Ben. rolling. Ask rolling. Ben Folds. Uh. <laughs> Dynamite Hack and Ben Folds both did it and they didn't bat an eye. Just said that N-word. It's <laughs> a different time. This is 2006 or whatever. Early on, Dynamite Hack was yeah, two thousand oh, maybe, but it was Boys the, in the Hood, yeah, in the hood. and then um, Ben Folds did Gin and Juice or something maybe. Gin and Juice. The Gourds did Gin and Juice. I know that. But. So if we do like <laughs> Stevie Wonder, isn't he lovely? Like we might get into some trouble. Yeah, <laughs> I think that they could come after you. Isn't he lovely? <laughs> but parody law is really strong. Parody that law was, is that, strong. That was the whole thing with uh, Weird Al and the Coolio thing. It's like he right. didn't have to ask permission to do it, but out of good faith, he did. And like, you know, Weird Al had like a manager do that for him. And the manager later said like, look, he didn't say no. He said, uh, you know, I don't care. So it's not like he did. 
he didn't give us his blessing, but I he he didn't deny that <laughs> Coolio just got pissed Coolio off. Coolio was like, no, man, I said no. And they like <laughs> did like, it anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, huge hit. Yeah. Huge hit for everybody. <laughs> Where are they now? Where is Coolio Speaking now? Speaking of Stevie Wonder, that's a Stevie Wonder sample. The uh, Gangster's Paradise? or uh, Yeah, Gangster's Paradise is the Coolio one. I can't remember what the... Amish Paradise? Is what the Stevie? sample is? <laughs> that's the Stevie uh, Wonder Stevie one? Wonder song, it's like, it's not crosstown paradise but something churn butter once or twice yeah (laughs) (laughs) makes sense all Um, right nikki what do we got next before we get too much into weird al let's get into track number 21 this is blur with intermission So is this scoring the job that goes really wrong? The way I remember it, this <laughs> I can't remember exactly, but I think that Baby, this is the song that he's picked out for the last job, which is, uh, this song is obviously about something falling apart and going horribly wrong. Yeah, no, it is. He's yeah, this, this Nightmare Circus song <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly, circus. certainly Carnival like song. made sense in the context of whatever Blur album that it's on. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it works for the movie too. Everything's kind of like, you know, unraveling for a baby. This is when like the very nice postal worker like shows up and is like, oh, hey, I know every face and I've ever seen at the post office and I remember you. <laughs> with the sunglasses like, on? Yeah, and he's just, no, please. Please don't please, go inside. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, it's circus music and windshield wipers are on. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going crazy. <laughs> My heart went out to that uh, postal worker. She was very nice. Yeah, that like definitely like humanizes some of the the victims that they <laughs> leave in there. Like, it's a chaos. It's such a great scene when she's first, uh, you know, the uh, baby and uh, like his fake. Uh, son going type, to like yeah. scope out the bank and mm-hmm. you know the teller's like I got a mint with your name on it he's like you got a mint that says Sam <laughs> like, well, the, the, the kid is kid. really really great yeah, in this movie so apparently um, Edgar Wright interviewed a lot of like bank robbers and uh, one guy specifically this like ex-con and he was like oh yeah no I took my nephew to uh, a few of the banks I like cased and he's like oh, oh my god and then he, Edgar was like I gotta put that in the movie and um, on top of that, oh, also at the bank scene, I guess Baby watches like five seconds of TV at the very beginning, and you hear like a clip from Monsters Inc. Someone saying like they grow up so fast, don't they? And then like Fight Club, it's like how's that working out for you? <laughs> and he uses all those lines like later, yeah, which yeah. Is, you know, kind of what like a seventeen-year-old would do or a nineteen-year-old. I, st- I still Kevin do that. Spacey yeah. gets he's like. Because he says the one thing from uh, Monsters Inc. to Kevin Not Spacey, and then later, <laughs> later Kevin Spacey, that's from Monsters Inc. <laughs> Quit quoting Monsters Inc. at me, okay? I've seen it. I know what you're doing. Yeah, it's so good. That's oh, genius. Oh man, yeah. This blur. It's funny. This blur. <laughs> this blur song. This blur. It's obviously picked. I mean, it works well in the film, but this is kind of like a weird blur track. I like Blur quite a bit. I've been listening to a lot of. Uh, there's a new Gorillas record that's yeah. coming out. That's, How is uh, it? It's it's fucking good, man. Gorillas are awesome. It's well. This is what I was going to bring up because I remember 
this professor of mine in grad school, he was British and uh, he came in one day and he had just watched some documentary about, it was like the big rivalry between Oasis and Blur. Yeah. In England, it was like the Beatles and the Stones. They were trying to make them into this like, but one of them like uh, Oasis were this like working class band and Blur were like these, you know, kind of an art school band. Yeah. Like Gen X art school band. Yeah. yeah so he, so my professor, he, he was like, <laughs> without giving a shit about anything, he was like, really pumped about it, that oasis had like won the pop wars or whatever because it was some sort of like fucking like class uh, yeah it was, like, it was a class thing it's like you know it's england so it's like God. the way that somebody pronounces their r's you know that they're on your side or some shit <laughs> yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah. insane uh but but so he was he was like explaining this all to me and i was like yeah but <laughs> like nowadays the gallaghers are these like you know total brats angry like you know they're just like calling each other potatoes yeah Yeah. it's just they're (laughs) just fighting and like like, angry rich people now whereas like uh damon alburn is like doing a bunch of interesting stuff and like continues to make awesome music yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. imagine if the champion of your people was oasis (laughs) god just the best that we've got (laughs) come on brothers Let's go. What's the story? Morning glory. <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah, our anthem, Champagne Supernova. <laughs> the lyrics of that song make zero sense, by the way. Yeah. It was there, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Yeah. I think for me, pound for pound, I would probably take the discography of Oasis over Blur. But I think that Damon Albarn, not just the Gorillas, but he had a, he had a, like a record called The Good, The Bad, and The Queen, and he's done a, he's done a bunch of great things. Yeah, he's just a cooler presence than yeah. i think the as you said the gallagher brothers have just like left a, a trail of like just tantrums yeah and, like, it's like fits and twitter canceling, twitter wars yeah, canceling <laughs> concerts because they like can't figure it out in the dressing room You're like Come yeah on, well yeah. damon alburn's becoming he's trying to become like david byrne and uh, the gallaghers are becoming like I don't know, Sebastian Bach or something. Oh, geez. <laughs> and Sebastian Bach is a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay? <laughs> hey, man. I bro. love his comic book collection. I don't care for his music, but... <laughs> <laughs> he can wail. Yeah, guy can wail. Let's get into track 22. This is Hocus Pocus by Focus. change the world man (laughs) there's something so satisfying about being able to just say the words dutch prog rock and then have it like the platonic ideal of what dutch prog (laughs) rock would sound like there's also something so sad yeah exactly yodeling accordion (laughs) wailing electric guitars there's a mountain goat in the band yeah (laughs) there's a huge drum solo they all have ricolas in their mouth That was one of the first guitar riffs that I uh, I learned when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, I used to That's love playing a, that song. It's a really it's hard a, guitar. Riff. Super fun to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah the a, song is ridiculous. Yeah. Is that on TabNation.com? Can we find that? United We Tab. Yeah, we t- it might be. United We Tab is the YouTube channel that Nick. Uh, you can see him shred. <laughs> yeah, I've got up. some skeletons in the closet. Yeah, man, they're but, great uh, videos. You're really talented. <laughs> but the uh, thank you, Chris. The <laughs> the uh, 
there is a live video. I remember seeing a live video of Focus. I think it was on uh, like the old Grey Whistle test yeah. when they first performed this song when it came out. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's great. <laughs> what can you say? This is uh, this is playing when he's running from the cops through like the mall and the park. Have you guys ever run from the cops? Uh, no. Oh, he had to think about it for a second. <laughs> uh, I've, I've legally, taken, no. <laughs> I've uh, taken some uh, some snaky turns in the car. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's been like a few parties like uh you oh, know in yeah. the early 2010s where yeah, it's you know like what? scatter. I've, yeah, yeah. I I like I've bailed from the cops. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, never a car chase, but uh No car chase. No. God, Bro- no. Brooklyn party scene, yeah. Yeah, just scampering. <laughs> high school, I remember like <laughs> in uh certain high school parties I'm like I'm gonna wear my running shoes. <laughs> like I think, oh. I really think this is gonna get busted. Now that you bring yeah. it up, I think the answer is yes. Yeah, all around. Well, so I mean, this insight into who I am and my upbringing. I was like the golf course. Always go to the golf. <laughs> Safe haven yeah, is man. the golf course. Scaling fences in <laughs> yeah, friends' just, backyards, uh, running back home. What is the, the sand uh, traps? Yeah, uh, the super bad lines. He's uh, the fastest kid alive. Kill alive. <laughs> <laughs> the fastest kid alive. <laughs> um, right. Bill Hader and Superbad and uh, Seth Rogen are just the best cops. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I one time, I mean, it was like stupid fraternity stuff. We like had to capture an older brother uh, and like you know fuck with him for a night and torture him and torture him. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I don't know what we would have done if it actually happened, but um, we showed up at his house. Uh, well, actually, the first guy we showed up to his house, we just felt so bad that we were like, we're not going to get this, all right. <laughs> so he was like, guys, I've done so much for y'all. And we were like, all right, you're right. <laughs> My goodness. Sorry. And so, like, our backup guy, like, re- he, like, barricaded his door and then one of uh, my buddies like kicked in the door and it was like it's really bad he like <laughs> like put up a real fight and then like people saw it and called the cops because it was like 20 kids like <laughs> breaking into a home and the person like screaming like help me <laughs> and then like I saw I just going to shit and like me and like four of my friends were like we gotta get the fuck out of here so we just started like walking away and the cops like you know fishtailed around the street and uh, they're like, on the car, on the car. And we're like, we were just walking from the library back. And he was like, shut up, shut up. And like, <laughs> by that time, all the other fraternity brothers had scattered. Uh, and then he got like a radio from within the car. And he was like, hands on the car. Like, I want to see everybody's hands. And then my, I turned to my buddy and my buddy was like, I am so stoned. <laughs> and then um and the cop i guess heard like other people were running elsewhere so he's just like get off the car go 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 get out of here and we're like okay yeah so, but anyway man you guys want to hear track 23 let's do it mm-hmm. this is golden earring with radar love Back to my uh, car wash earlier today. This uh, <laughs> song really elevated driving right into it. During the the drum solo, for, yeah, which man. is about to boom, 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 boom. Yeah, man, we're in the uh, the Dutch the Dutch chunk. <laughs> yeah, Dutch, yeah, man. 1970s Dutch rock. This is when he is stolen the car, and he's like, it is a pretty hilarious scene when he like steals the lady the old lady's car, 
And then he's like, ah, yeah, and then like trying to find a good song on the radio. And she's just watching him. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, why does he need to find a song on the radio? And then he throws the purse out. And he's like, sorry. <laughs> Baby's uh, got a kind heart yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, this lady ends up reprising her role a little later on in the movie. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's like a courtroom scene where it's basically kind of explaining um, how he's not going to like spend the rest of his life in prison and it's all the people that he kind of and it's like it's actually i think it's kind of effective in that he does a lot of things that are done you know it's like oh it's kind of like a jokey like nice thing that he does or he does this or he does that and it's like when, at the end when you hear all the things you're like oh yeah like if he wasn't a good person like nothing bad would have happened to him all the jobs would have been fine and it's like he was constantly like trying to help people the whole time. And that's what fucked him over. <laughs> <laughs> Boo hoo, baby. <laughs> it's kind of the, uh, the opposite of the, uh, series finale. Oh of yeah. Seinfeld. The Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, put him away forever. <laughs> These are terrible people that did not deserve to walk amongst us. Guys, we are coming up on a break. All right. At the end of the episode, we're going to add one more song to the track listing Spotify playlist. Uh-huh. Our favorite driver song. That's right. Uh, last week, we did our favorite baby song. And we are going to have to rate Oh, the yeah, soundtrack. we're actually going to have to yeah. rate this. Uh, before we get to any of that, I think we have a game after the break. That's right. I made a game for you fellas. Another game. Spooky. Spooky. Spooky game. <laughs> Stick with us. Thank you to everyone for listening to the track listing podcast and sticking with us through these crazy times that we live in in 2020. If you haven't already checked out our Instagram, please do. That's at track listing podcast and check out our Twitter. That's at track listing pod. If you enjoy the podcast and you want to tell your friends about it, we'd really appreciate it. Spread the word. Get everybody listening to the track listing podcast. Yeah, and make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow our track listing Spotify playlist on Spotify. You have to say Spotify twice. I didn't Do mean it to again. say it's start go from the beginning. Chris, from the read, beginning? Chris, from read the beginning. what's on the page. I was kind of thinking I'd no, just No, if you could, if you could just read from the page. I'm I'm kind of doing an improv thing here. It's kind of what I do. From the top. So, okay. okay. Uh, Chris is the comedian. Okay, uh, coming in on one. Um and make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and uh, follow our track listing Spotify playlist. And um? I, I'm nervous. You okay. guys are really... From the top? We've been here we'll for hours, it, guys. Just do it from the top and do it right this time. Rate and review us on Spotify... <sighs> Chris, you got this. Chris, I don't... If you're going to do it, do it right. <laughs> you guys are putting a lot of pressure on me. I'm cracking under pressure. Just All right. One more time. track listing Can podcast. I just thank the listeners and let's get out of here? Start from the top. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Two, three hundred. Empire. Oh, baby, gonna cry. <laughs> I'm not crying. It's it's sweat. It's sweat from my eyes. <laughs> we better get back to the soundtrack. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. That's right. We are back with the last chunk of the Baby Driver epic soundtrack. The but home we, we got stretch. over we got over the Dutch Hill. It's <laughs> yeah. all easy rolling from here. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Uh, before we get back, uh, we do have a game prepared by uh, Chris. That's right. Uh, I've got a another round of covers blown. Woo! Yeah. All right. Woo! 
Covers happen in uh, unlikely places, and we hear a track listing. Got a loud audience member tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, take a seat. Take a seat, sir. This is a Thanks. podcast. Six feet. Six feet. <laughs> All right. Now we're good. We love to uh, exploit uh, some terrible covers that have been, uh, you know, uh, transgressed <laughs> and brought into this world, kicking and screaming. <laughs> um, but uh, I've got a real Dr. Frankenstein intro. <laughs> darkness falls on the earth some (laughs) things are against god and against nature and these are one of those covers it is spooky tonight (laughs) but that is a question you should all be asking is uh not that they should have done these things but uh i don't know if they could have done these things but if they should anyway all right i'm gonna read a list of uh three bands that may have done a certain song and you guys have to tell me which band you think covered okay. these songs all right remember these remember these it's been yeah. a while it's been a while it's been a while it's been a while it's been a while, been a while. Been a while. Been a while. <laughs> all right you guys remember that song uh 911 is a joke by public Ooh. enemy yeah 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 you there know that's like one of the few flavor flav tracks yeah i'm nodding right. yes yeah okay. <laughs> flavor flav uh chuck d public enemy but uh, hard Flavor R Flav's. on flavor. <laughs> it, no, it is. It's spelled flavor. Oh, I thought Flav. it was flavor flavor. No, and he gets upset. Oh, okay. That's why I always say. But <laughs> that's hard why R. I always say flavor <laughs> flavor flavor. Flav. Yeah. Like, easy, easy on the R. <laughs> Jesus Christ, flavor. Um, well, somebody covered that song. Okay. Okay. I want you guys to guess if it was the Offspring that covered it. Mm-hmm. If it was the Flaming Lips that covered mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. If it was Duran Duran that covered that, and uh, all right, why don't you guys talk amongst yourselves for a sec? All right. Oh Jesus. Um. Well, let's see. Okay. So, I can I ask one question? Sure. Is this a a live cover or a studio cover? This is a studio cover. Studio cover. It seems okay. like the most obvious choice would be the Offspring. That's kind of, but it might be a red herring because it Duran Duran is stands out in that it's so bizarre. Duran, Duran. Duran, Duran. The Durannies. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I can't... Duran, Duran covering 911 is a joke. What kind of god would allow that? And uh, who else did we what got? What was the Flaming Lips? The Flaming, flaming Lips. The Flaming Lips. The Offspring. The Duran, Duran. I think Durannies. my money's on Offspring. It's... The most likely, which is probably right. Uh, yeah, I'll go Offspring. I don't. Okay. All right, we've, we're shaking hands, listeners. Let's hear the answer. Let's hear Let's the hear answer. This sounds like the offspring. Does it? <laughs> Does it? They sound kind of British. Is that Duran Duran? That is Duran Duran. Ah, oh, jeez. You've been foiled. Jesus, <laughs> You've been foiled. Yeah. Uh, Duran uh, Duran. Well, better luck next round, um, in which um, 
You know, I don't know if you guys remember that song. There's no power station, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no power oh, station. <laughs> Deep cut. Jesus. All right. Uh, you guys know that song, Imagine. Uh, Gal Gadot wrote it. I think Gal Gadot and a team of, uh, you Kristen know, out-of-touch celebrities. Do you remember? It's it? been a long year, but I remember, remember? that everything turned around everything at one point. Everything turned around. And thank God she did that. But, so uh, many different keys of people singing <laughs> on... <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> Looking at, like under duress. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, of course, John Lennon wrote Imagine, but somebody covered that. Do you guys know that? All right. Um, yeah, I feel like it's been covered a lot. Yeah, what, it's uh, been covered quite a bit, yeah, but us, um, give us some somebody specifically, was it U2's Bono? Uh-huh. Just Bono? Was it Jessica Simpson? Or was it Avril Lavigne? Who could have covered such a song? Bono, All right. Jessica Simpson. So the Bono thing is would be the most obvious uh it's his new band right the bono thing the bono thing <laughs> the bono thing the bono effect uh the f- see i feel like the i think he's trying to trick us by saying specifically it's just bono mm-hmm. am i that dastard because that's yeah, i i feel like i think it's got to be one of the ladies jessica simpson avril lavigne all uh, reasonable contenders i'm gonna go avril lavigne I think that Jessica Simpson, I don't think it would even occur to her to, to do that, but I don't know. I'm going to go Simpson. Okay. All right. We are not shaking hands on this one. Okay. Avril Lavigne and Simpson. Let's hear the answer. Oh, it's Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Good ear. <laughs> you can tell by those <laughs> piano playing. The exact same piano part. Sounds like Jessica Simpson. Does it? It's I definitely that, Bon. It's not. It's not wait, Bono. Bono? <laughs> Is that Bono? It sounds like The Edge. <laughs> Damn it. Or Adam Clayton. Yeah. Is she Canadian or Southern? I, think that, I think that I'm right. <laughs> it's Avril Lavigne. Ah, it's Avril Lavigne. Okay. Well All done. Right. Well done. Not many people would have recognized it from the initial <laughs> piano part. But you did. You I've got tell. an ear. <laughs> You've got an ear for that. Tickling those ivories, Avril. And she's playing them. Certainly. Certainly she's the one Absolutely. playing piano. Um, the most most interesting thing about that round is that you were trying to entrap us with the U2's Just Bono. Just Bono. Yeah. Solo Bono. I knew it. That's They call it like, you know, drawing attention to the to the trick in, magi- in, in magic. Okay, so okay. <laughs> you know? I'm going to say, I'm going to out you. You tweeted something about trying to learn magic during the quarantine. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> As right. Ricky J. I was watching a lot of Ricky J. videos and I was like, this would be awesome if I learned magic. Then, you know, Kelsey's in the other room like, what? No! What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. All right. Well, uh, speaking of magic, we've got a, we're halfway done. Okay. Oh, we've <laughs> so, got many, many rounds of fun. So, Nick, you've got some chance to catch up here. All right. Um, it's, uh, the scores are 3,000. What are we, 3,000 points each? Hmm? Okay. This is for money, right? This, this is, is for a, money. It's a money game. $3,000 each okay. to the winner. Uh, Sweet Child of Mine. A classic Guns N' Roses song. There we go. Right. But did someone did someone cover that? I think they did. Mm-hmm. 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 Could mm-hmm. it have been mm-hmm. the Gin Blossoms? Mm-hmm. Could it have been Cheryl Crow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or was it the Backstreet Boys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think for... Well, Discuss do you have an idea? I have an idea. I feel like I've heard a cover of this... I mean, I, I it's definitely been covered by a lot of people. I think it's a Cheryl Crow 
just that I can picture a female voice doing it and in like a very anodyne way. I'm going to double down on Cheryl Crow and say that she recorded a cover of Sweet Child O' Mine for the soundtrack to Big Daddy. Oh, okay. Okay. Adam Sandler uh, classic uh, Criterion film. Okay. Got a murder of crows in here. What was the first option, by the way? Uh, So Backstreet Boys, Cheryl Crow, Gin Blossoms. The Gin Blossoms. Blossoms. I wish the Gin Blossoms had done Sweet Child. Oh, oh, mine. Oh, mine. Yeah, it is. Justin Roses loves apostrophes, by the way. I'm reading O here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cheryl Crow, shaking hands. All right. Shaking hands. There's my Cheryl. There's my Cheryl. Yeah, yeah. your crows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually not that bad. It's not it's bad. Nice. I always thought that the Guns N' Roses version was a cover because it just sounds like a yeah. It sounds like an Isley Brothers song or something. Ever, Everett, Everett, Brother, Everett Brothers, Everett. Yeah, Avet, Avert, Avert. Mumford and Sons? Advertisement? <laughs> oh, mumps. Got a case of the mumps. <laughs> all right. Well, good job, you all guys. Right, all right. Good, all good, right. Good. All right. Hey, we got one five. more. This Six feet apart. Six feet apart. <laughs> Sir, sit down. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> sit down. Okay. Unruly audience. Here we go. Yeah, all right. We got uh, this one's for all the marbles, making okay. all the other rounds pointless. So. <laughs> Wait, are we playing for marbles or money? I, I heard earlier. It's marble it money. money. Well, it's as good as money. I keep telling you guys that. Invest in marbles. It's new oh, cryptocurrency. Marble money. This is another marble thing. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I said it earlier on the podcast because I accidentally <laughs> let it slip out of my out of my mouth. LSD, baby. LSD, baby. The little drug sing-along <laughs> the Beatles wrote. <laughs> Who else? Oh, I was going to answer the Beatles. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. not, Keep going. The Beatles originally wrote it. Okay. But oh. who uh, who wanted to cash in on that Beatles glory? Was it William Shatner? Was it Lenny Kravitz? Or was it Incubus? All right. I remember that Shatner had a ridiculous cover album. He had, I think, a couple cover albums. That are just like him speaking the words over... A track. He famously did Rocket Man. Yeah. See, my first inclination is that that's the red herring because it's famous. But I actually, I feel like I remember him doing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I'm, I'm going to shake hands on Shat, on Shatner. If Shatner. it's not Shatner, I'm going to have to do a quick Google to make sure that he didn't also cover it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Coming in strong. Uh, this song has been covered a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's hear uh let's hear the answer. Let's see if these guys are right. Picture yourself. That's in incubus. On a river <laughs> with tangerine trees and marmalade skies. Shatner, baby. Somebody calls you. You answer quite slowly. Man, that it just is Shatner. Come. Would have been such a, a nightmare to be in the studio with. Sh- I think that there's outtakes of him fighting with the engineer. 
Yeah. <laughs> when he's recording th- this uh, during these recording sessions. I think it's just him doing an ad read for, he's like, welcome to the universe. This is William Shatner with a reunion of Star Trek. And the guy's like, we need more energy. And he's like, oh, oh, oh so, really? so you do it. Yeah. You, you do gave it. me the line read. Yeah. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he gets yeah, that's so right. mad. <laughs> well, well done, you guys. All right. Uh, hey. and yeah, and, uh, hey. yeah, we did pretty well. That Shatner cover album is hilarious. Bono I, I wanted to do solo. Bono solo. Bullshit, <laughs> Don't bring that garbage in here. I can't get one past the maestro over here. Oh, He's man. never gone solo. Bono just. Uh, <laughs> never gone. I think this was like never via even. Brooklyn Vegan or something. I read this week. Bono put out a list of uh, his fifty s- songs that have changed his life. You know that he's like I. I wouldn't be the person I am today. Were they all U two songs? <laughs> That's what I thought it was going to be at first. But, uh, hello, hello. Uh, you know, Vertigo. How to dismantle a bomb? It was like it was like a lot of them were like songs that came out like a year ago. I was like, wait, what? What's happening? He's trying to like fight aging as best he can. Yeah. It's like, oh, Kendrick Lamar. He's like, great. It's like Cardi B, WAP. Wouldn't be who I am today without that song. (laughs) So, uh, anyways, uh, when I first moved to New York, I had a roommate who he worked in an Italian restaurant, like a high-end Italian restaurant. And this was uh, around the time that you two were they were working on the score for uh, the Spider-Man musical. (laughs) Turn off the dark. Turn off the dark. The uh, (laughs) ill-fated. (laughs) <laughs> the haunted spider-man musical yeah, the musical that crippled half of yeah, new yeah. york's working actors and so uh they were all working on you know on broadway and they were working days like working on uh on the soundtrack and then <laughs> the way that uh my buddy would explain it is they uh the edge and bono they love this restaurant and they would come in separately and like awkwardly bump into each other Ugh. like many times a week guys what why would they do it that way well we they didn't want to like they wanted to like do their own thing because it's like they've oh. been stuck in this band together for oh, decades. I, th- I thought you meant they were like well we don't want to walk in together but no like, they were like oh god going. i've been you know these i've been working with the edge all day long and adam clayton probably and it's like i've been in this like he's a fine guy but i've been in this band with this i'm like our lives yeah. are linked for decades and it's like i just want to get away and then they are still somehow just going to the same just places just a couple of bing bongs going to the same restaurant <laughs> so so when you said uh bono vox solo project i was like never gonna happen <laughs> no, you can't can't break away from the edge they're tied together in some sort of catholic bargain it's the sunday bloody sunday ritual that they all the death pact that they all took we do have to uh thank once again jeremiah uh, mc5000 yeah. for his uh, jeopardy trap remix oh yeah it's been a while check him out uh, been a while Band been camp. a while and stained for writing uh possibly the best song ever recorded <laughs> jumping back into the baby driver disc two soundtrack home stretch here guys yeah coming back in strong on track number 24 this is barry white with never never gonna give you up Right on, right on doing it. You gotta take 
Good groove, man. The, the crash test dummies of 70s soul. Barry White. <laughs> Barry White. I wish Barry White was still with us, man. Oh, man. Barry White. Barry White. He'd still be making the jams. He's got that, like, you know, like, people that have, like, gigantism, you know, they can't live very long. It's that, <laughs> but with his voice. Like, it's so deep. It's like, oh, he can only live for, like, 40 years. <laughs> yeah, soul singers <laughs> and uh, NBA centers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. shortest yeah, lifespan. Very true. Speaking of uh, radio spots gone wrong, we were oh, talking yeah, we were about uh, Shatner getting pissed off at the engineer for a spot. <laughs> yeah. We do have a clip pulled up. This is Barry White uh, attempting to record uh, quite a mouthful for a local texas i think this yeah, is in a, waco texas a gig in yeah a gig in waco Some hell gig in waco and he's texas. doing the the radio spots whoever wrote the, the copy did, didn't do a great job and uh, he's stumbling through this thing There's let's no just words there. <laughs> do it live hi this is barry white please join me on friday saturday and sunday may 8th 9th and 10th for the first for the first fucking thing I'm cutting a fucking spot, Tony. Jeez. Hi, this is Barry White. And Paul Quinn College cordially invite you to a weekend in Texas on Friday, Saturday, one more time. Saturday and Sunday. Shit. Hi, this is Barry White. And Paul Quinn College cordially invite you to a weekend in Texas on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. May 8th, 9th, and 10th. As the shit. This asshole fucked these words up, man. I mean, he's got words that he don't even need. Hi, this is Barry White. And Paul Quinn College cordially invites you to a beautiful... If I was the engineer, I would be pretty terrified at this oh, point man. in the session. Yeah. Barry White's a, a big... Tough day. You know. I like Barry White. How would put a few tracks maybe above that audio clip as mm. far as my favorite <laughs> things he's ever produced. But that's definitely... If I were, yeah, d- if I were music, doing like a... It's like we got to pick like 12 tracks for the the very best of Barry White. I yeah. would that would be like probably my fifth choice. <laughs> yeah, it's up there. It's really it's good. So, so good. <laughs> Any something about people like messing up in the audio room is all, like Orson Welles has a really yeah, good yeah. thing about Oh yeah. Well, part of it is peas. it has to be ah, come on this doesn't make any with sense. These great voices. <laughs> yeah. is one of the things that makes it so hilarious and Barry White has like one of the best voices and his his whole thing is oh, smooth man. and like yeah. unflappable. The yeah, Orson Welles one was the <laughs> Made fun of that on um, Pinky in the Brain. Pinky in the Brain, the the critic. Like, we know a remote farm in Lincolnshire. (laughs) Starting a sentence with a preposition, (laughs) unrewarding. (laughs) (laughs) It's a forgotten era. It's a forgotten era. This song's playing uh, when, I guess, Buddy. Is yeah. showed back up at the diner, and he's it's like, "Some fucking sweaty ham." <laughs> yeah, it's is just greasy. Uh, yeah, this ham. is greasy ham. <laughs> greasy ham in the diner. I, this is like his hair looks great. Yeah. It, oh yeah. At this part in the film, it's just, uh, dude, ham can get it. Yeah, man, full ham. <laughs> yeah. I'm all ham. Ham all the way. <laughs> Non-kosher diet. Ham and cheese, baby. <laughs> but what is? I I never figured out like why this is the song that's scoring this part because it's like it's an intensely like it's a tense scene yeah of danger and it's like every other like you keep making fun of the soundtrack as being so, so on the on. nose I, I agree and I this is little... just it's like this is the least stressful song well yeah. ne- never never gonna give you up uh you know like john ham has just lost his uh you know his lady yeah and uh so he, now he wants to, he wants him. to take away you know the love that baby has so yeah. it's kind of like you know it's like playing against the the scene a little bit he's never gonna give up 
trying to kill baby. Exactly. Exactly. Or I, so it's insinuated that he like, you know, couldn't keep his nose clean and he was like a Wall Street guy and that's why he's robbing banks. I assumed he's been on like a Coke bender for the last like eight hours. Yeah, he clearly, he visually like has not slept in a while. Hi. (laughs) Like just like shaking and stuff. And he almost like, you know, gets caught by the cops, you know, when they come into the diner, but the, the cop is like, uh, key to the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> bathroom now. <laughs> He's like clearly flustered. Before things go haywire. I need the bathroom. I mean, I guess if you walk into a, an Atlanta diner in the middle of the night, it might not be the strangest thing to see a s- nervous, sweaty man with his newspaper and his cup of coffee. Keeps tapping the cup of the coffee. Yeah. A little bit more. A little bit more. <laughs> She's just shaking. I, um, I used to go to Tina's diner in Bushwick. Oh, I don't, yeah, who man. knows if it's going to reopen. But um, I saw like a, a, a meth head there who was methed out. This was like eight in the morning. Clearly been all up all night. But he was extremely polite. <laughs> he was like cranked out. And he's like, this place is great, right? <laughs> like, Thank you so much. <laughs> I left a big tip. And I was like, oh, my God. That's what happens with meth, man. You yeah. know, after hour 14, you know, the, the manners, <laughs> the manners kick in. They kick back in. <laughs> yeah. You know what meth heads say? They say. Never gonna give it up. Never, ah, never, never. Fuck this shit, man. <laughs> ah, ah, fuck. Shit. All right, Vicky, what do we got next? Coming in on track 26, this is Queen with Brighton Rock. This is one of the uh, songs that I think they had a little bit of difficulty with when translating their storyboard idea into how they filmed it. And, uh, you know, Edgar was like, well, we need 12 more seconds on this guitar solo. They're like, okay, I guess we'll try to figure out how to do that. In some interview, Edgar Wright said, you know, kind of like off the cuff, like, of course I had to choose, you know, Brighton Rock to be in the movie and be this big focal point because uh, it's Brian May's greatest guitar solo. I was like, I'm pretty sure Bohemian Rhapsody is <laughs> Brian May's greatest Just guitar nine solo. Nine minutes of his guitar yeah. solo. Yeah. What are y'all's take on like Queen and like Brian May these days with like Brian May trying to just shove Queen's music and like legacy down the throats of uh, <laughs> maybe a new generation? Uh, you know, I watched uh, out of sheer boredom. <laughs> you know, we've been locked out now for a while. Yeah. I watched this six uh, months in a Netflix documentary about the Queen Adam Lambert era. Yeah, <laughs> and it was kind of interesting yeah. in that it actually it's funny because it makes sense and it's like oh, so you have this band and you want to like do it again. It's but Freddie Mercury's so iconic, so you you can't just like have some random person. It has to be somebody that's kind of famous in their own right. And you're like, oh yeah, this is kind of an interesting story, and you're like get kind of into it, and then it goes into like a concert por- short portion of uh, right. of the new queen and you're like, oh. That's the part that has been bugging me is that when they made the Bohemian Rhapsody movie with Rami Malek, originally, you know, they wanted Sasha Baron Cohen to play Freddie Mercury, but they were like butting heads about, you know, which, yeah. which parts of his life were going to be portrayed. Yeah. And that's a whole nother story. But like for Brian May, who has the main creative control of Queen's content at this point is like, we want to honor Queen's legacy, but right. we want 
this movie to be about how Queen kept going yeah. and like so Queen is still a band. Well, there's a and bunch like, no of one, uh, no one cares. So that that movie, <laughs> sorry, uh, so we don't care. Yeah. I think that movie won the Oscar for best editing. Yeah, because they all demanded the, the Live Aid scene time. is well, like insane. But there's like cool parts to it. But uh, somebody pointed out, and I think the reality is that it was there was a bunch of. I would say contractual obligations. Yes. There was things in writing where if you make this movie, it has to be about Queen. And so it has to, it can't just be about Freddie Mercury. There was certain, and so there's this one scene. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're all outdoor it, dining. Yeah, yeah. They're oh talking, they're like meeting like the their new like label head or I can't even remember what yeah. the, and it's this thing and it keeps cutting frantically from every like band member <laughs> because there's like some sort of thing where they have to like, all be shown in certain proportion oh, and it's, it's just so ridiculous yeah. i think they literally all had to have like a certain amount of screen time uh, yeah no matter what really like, fucking you know, weird. the drummer doesn't say anything and it cuts to him like nine times for <laughs> reaction shots and it's i think there was 180 something cuts in like a three minute like sit down yeah. like oh, see, and the scene is worthless too it's like we're already doing that Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, like, spoiler alert, Freddie Mercury was the best part of Queen. I know. You know? It's, I mean, it's it, the truth. It's If you were Brian May, though, like, I mean, you would want to insert yourself into the world as well. <laughs> you you, you got to feel bad for the guy. And, like, yeah, you, you're talking about Sasha Baron Cohen butting heads. Yeah, because he, he wanted to do a Freddie Mercury movie. Like, the, yeah. the real Freddie Mercury, the flamboyant, yeah, like, you know, but the, crazy. The problem is yeah. to get the music license queen has to be on board yeah to go through brian may man it's crazy but, uh yeah but sasha's been talking to brian may and he was like this is going to be he was like when he pitched me the movie he was like this is why this is gonna be the best music movie ever because halfway through freddie will die and then the band plays on and then sasha Baron goes like Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I have a really bad feeling. And he's like, you know, you know, just we want to have like Freddy portrayed, but you know, like tame, tame. Yeah. And he think, wanted it to be PG. Yeah, PG. He wanted it to be PG because he was like, our kids are gonna see. It. He's like, you're, <laughs> you're talking to Borat. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, wild, man. man. My favorite uh, music biopic of all time is Control, which is about Joy Division. Oh, yeah, Ian and Curtis. It, it ends before they become New Order, and yeah. New Order became a huge band. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's not the New Order movie, man, you know? <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, you know, there's a Doors record that came out in the 70s that it was audio of Jim Morrison, like, reading his poetry. Yeah. And uh, the Doors came back, and this is... God, it might have even been early 80s, but it was like very disco era and it's like everybody fucking hated it. Oh, no. It was people were like, this is pissing on the grave of Jim Morrison. <laughs> and it's, you know, I kind of like some of it, but it's definitely like, it's just him doing spoken words and it's like, it doesn't even really sound like the Doors. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> if uh, Oliver Stone's uh, Doors movie kept going until that album yeah. came out. I hope that like Van Halen's third singer after Sammy Hagar, Gary Sharon, I hope that he never gets creative control over Van Halen (laughs) and they make something that could potentially be an amazing Van Halen movie, but it's all about Gary Sharon. (laughs) Is it all through his lens? Isn't that like the Mark Wahlberg? uh, Rockstar. Rockstar. Yeah. Uh, That has a great soundtrack. Yeah. We got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. Rachel Aniston's in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. My brain explodes when I say Rachel Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. I'm kidding. 
Let's get into track number 27. This is Sky Ferreira with Easy. Seems to me, girl, you know I've done all I can. You see, I beg, stole, and I borrowed. That's why I'm easy. You know, there's like a lot of like, I'd say there's some Lindsay Buckingham tracks. There's a lot of when somebody's doing like a steel string acoustic song and they, you can, f- you can hear them like sliding their fingers on the strings a lot, yeah. like the, and it's like kind of part of the sound. Yeah. Love that. Dude, the breathing that she's doing, it's <laughs> out of control. It's pretty. I think that this is, I, I, it, maybe it seems even dated now. Maybe it's the sound of like, because uh, she got famous as like kind of a MySpace. Yeah, what's her deal? What's the deal with Sky Ferreira? Sky Ferreira, she, you know, she be- was kind of became indie pitchfork famous. Uh, you she know, was like, like discovered her- off of MySpace and then became kind of a actress, model. It's musician. like a Tila tequila tequila. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> I think we talked about in the last episode how Ansel Elgort, when he originally auditioned, uh, this was like, you know, a song that he lip synced on the spot and then it worked yeah. its way into the movie. So, you know, Sky Ferreira plays oh, yeah. his, 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 mom. his mom in the movie and she had an aspiring music career. Yeah. And this is like... And she wrote this song. <laughs> she wrote this song. That's the thing. It's, yeah, like, it's like, why so was she recording that? She made a, de- you know, his mom made a demo that's a cover I mean, I, of, a, of a real song. and makes sense. Yeah, except, but it's why you hear the, the Commodore's version earlier in the movie because, yeah. you know, he's having yeah, the he's, trauma. He's really into that flashback. song. Because it, it's not like that's the only song that she's sung, but it's he has one tape of her singing. Of her yeah. singing. And I think it's just her doing a cover of the Commodore's. A pretty, a pretty faithful cover. Very faithful. Very she faithful. says, uh, girl, because I think... Love what I was talking about with, yeah. the, with the, uh, the the cover laws. You have switch to, it around. You, you have to do the exact lyrics. Uh-huh. <sighs> a lot of uh, early ASMR. Holy shit! Also, dude, copy the tape. You heavy. have a, a thousand <laughs> yeah. iPods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go digital. You have uh, tons of audio equipment. Yeah, he has like put it a on an iPod. Great studio setup that's like sample based. Yeah, you can like copy anything <laughs> onto like magnetic. Cards. He has the technology. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to Baby. I got to go back and get that one tape and risk my life. That uh, version of Easy by Sky Ferreira was uh, also produced by Nigel Godrick, the mm. you know guy that's produced and engineered all of Radiohead's albums to date. Also, mentioning uh, Ansel Elgort, I, I saw that he beat out John Boyega of Star Wars for this role. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which would have been very interesting. Is it because he was able to lip sync easy off the top of his head, you yeah, think? That's what that's it what sealed them. the deal. Yeah, yeah. probably. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, boo hoo, he got he's in Star Wars. Yeah. It's fine. He's doing fine. Yeah, doing but great. He, he like uh he, he just, hates he hates that he was in Star Wars. Yeah, he, like today there was an article about it. he was like, Yeah, I think they like definitely played down my role because I'm black in Star Wars. And like, <laughs> yeah, he's constantly just being like dead. He's like uh he's like, oh Best experience of my life. I will say that the movies I were I was in sucked, 
and that Star Wars fans are the worst people in the world. You're like, yeah. yeah. Oh, your life is no longer yours if you're in any Star Wars. It's got to be the worst. I wonder that's how it. Adam Driver's holding up. Oh, he's doing great, man. Yeah, because that's not. You don't uh, like give a shit. Find him. He's wearing a mask most of the time. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> We're in the home stretch here, guys. We're coming in on track twenty-eight, the title track, "Baby Driver" by Simon and Garfunkel. I mean, God forbid Paul Simon pass away and Garfunkel just tries to make a movie about how it's about how Garfunkel continued. (laughs) So Simon's the evil one. Yeah. Garfunkel is the sex symbol and the driving force behind that. It was all Garfunkel. It's all Garfunkel. The whole time. I actually, okay. Actually, that would watch that movie. Sounds kind of good. I think that there's kind of a narrative when we think about Simon and Garfunkel because Paul Simon went on to be a huge soul. And it's like, when you listen to these old things, you're like, this kind of just sounds like Paul Simon. Yeah. Uh, But I think the reality, and I could be fucked up about this. I haven't like really read any books or anything, but uh, Art Garfunkel went on to have an acting career. Mm. He was like in Catch Twenty Two, I think, or yeah. he was he's in Catch Twenty Two. He's like in a bunch of movies. I think he was the one who was kind of like, I'm gonna go do my own thing. And Paul Simon was like bummed out about it. Oh, really? For a while, Art was just like, I'm tired of just holding my suspenders on stage. I just look awkward. <laughs> he also I have nothing might not to do have, with my arms. <laughs> maybe he's not getting songwriting credit, and he starts to be like. I feel like you're making all the money, Simon. <laughs> well, I know Paul Simon, like Paul Simon notoriously is kind of an asshole um, from what I've heard. I don't know. Just like. Apparently he stuff. used to date Shelly Duvall. Yeah, man. Way back yeah. in the day. He's five foot nothing climbing <laughs> olive oil like a tree. <laughs> is it he, is he married to Suzanne Vega? I think that's. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's uh, right. Yeah. Or I don't know if they're married, but. uh Probably in like 2001 or 2002, I saw uh, Simon and Garfunkel do a reunion tour uh, in Houston, and it was fantastic. I bet it was. So good, I I would love to go to that concert. They had a a didgeridoo player on stage, (laughs) and that was a little like, okay. Really? Right in the middle of America? (laughs) Going to take a didgeridoo solo? (laughs) Not in my country. (laughs) I love Simon Um, and Garfunkel. Yeah, it's the... The title track, Baby Driver, Baby Driver. Says, as he's leaving prison at the end of it, which on rewatch, I was like, oh, like, is this, there's a possibility this is like a dream sequence, I thought. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's discuss. Let's discuss. I, I think it was intentionally ambiguous. I, th- I, have, a, I have a strong theory. All right. Go ahead, Caleb. So you, when I, when I was rewatching it, there is a moment when I think he's kind of at his most stressed out where he has a dream of like his like life that we they get away and i think that that so he's in prison and then that starts off in the same way that his dream was in like black and white or whatever but i think when it comes into focus you're you're meant to to realize that it's like oh no this is real life his his dream did come true yeah yeah i was thinking like he has his court date he's sentenced to 25 years in prison 
he's given parole after five years. Mm-hmm. So it's a little unclear, but like my takeaway was that he does get out of prison at some point, but the the image that you see of him reuniting with uh, with the lady is uh, it looks like it's in the in the time where they're young, but in reality, it's probably when they're very old. Yeah. I think he got out oh, in five years. Fucking Paul Manafort's already home release. I, d- I, I or is it all? Yeah, what do you got, Chris? <laughs> Dude, I think they threw the book at him. I think like. <laughs> I think he's, I mean, he gets murdered in prison, and this is like in his dying throat. It's a, it's a morality tale where at the end, he's kind of unexpectedly uh, rewarded for all of his minor good deeds. Mm. And all the people showing up, it's like, I think after his first or parole. Or does he just get parole after five years, and you're actually seeing like what actually happened? I think that's, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it doesn't look like he aged a day. And, you know, prison... Well, I think that Edgar Wright blew all of his aging makeup budget on the... uh, (laughs) On C.J. Jones? That's very true. true. He's like, we're out of makeup. (laughs) But it did did pull a Pleasantville, and it went back to black and white when they reunited. So that's why I'm thinking that it's like... Uh, you know, so even dream. Ansel Maybe. and Lily, they disagree. Lily James was like, "Oh, it's totally in that guy's head." Like she, and also bad deal for the waitress. Like she's, yeah. she's a normal human being who, like a, a complete criminal, comes into her world, <laughs> and like she should have been charged too for like abetting, like a, a some, like somebody fleeing the scene of a crime or something. Yep. Uh, she would probably claim she was kidnapped, like take a plea deal. In rewatch, there is a lot of like, why does she people, like, like him at all? Police are getting shot and killed. And like, there's a lot of where at first I was like, oh yeah, he's a driver. But it's like, no, he's an accomplice to like a lot of murders. He's, he's an accomplice to like, seven cops getting murdered <laughs> he's just like doing the gosling not- thing from drive where it's like just don't talk yeah and you'll get the girl of your dreams uh, i'm saying man like, a lot of innocent people die a lot of innocent people die maybe a lot of it's cops, like a lot of uh, maybe it's like a marvel movie if you just let the cl- credits roll at the end you just see a very old ansel elgort in like a cell just crying oh, God. it's like the, it's like the end of blow I, yeah no dude he's yeah yeah it's exactly that yeah and he's you know he's george young <laughs> this is all happening he's just getting beaten in a shower with a bunch of i mean like dude he would be such easy prey in prison <laughs> it didn't it like, didn't, it didn't hey, test fish, well. what's your name he's yeah. like baby oh, <laughs> no. you can't fucking hear what i'm saying to you they try speak up motherfucker <laughs> oh, dude. test audiences didn't like it that much but that was the original <laughs> cut. is that he has that dream my name's baby my baby <laughs> Your lunch, dude. Oh, man. He would get destroyed in prison. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guys, it looks like we uh, accidentally skipped over a track in this track. The the thousands of songs on the (laughs) Baby Driver soundtrack. Secret track number 25. We missed uh, track number 25 after hearing Barry White. This is Young MC with Know How. Rhymes ever made by man are going into this mic written by this hand are coming out of this mouth made by this tongue I tell you now my man my name is young But so you think that it's your destiny to get the best of me But I suggest to be quiet but don't even try it from the east and west of me Taking it and never breaking it or even shaking it Grooving it and always moving it cause I'm not faking it Pulling out rhymes like books off the shelf Born in England raising hollers talk to go for myself This is stone cold rhyming no frills no fluffs And it's no accident that these rhymes sound tough I'm going off baby there's no turning back I'm on your TV. Yeah baby There is a, a uh, There is a jam there's like a devil's bargain uh, that people made in the 90s where if you decided to become a clean rapper, yeah. you had 
huge success in the 90s mm. and then you were like thrown into the dustbin of history because <laughs> like when i'm yeah. listening to the, you know yeah, i, I remember i remember Smith, liking yeah. uh young mc you yeah. know his big hit bust a move which was off of the same record as this mm-hmm. uh it's like yeah this is a great party jam you know it's like party rap <laughs> hey kids yeah but well, like, listen to your parents with, with like <laughs> fantastic like virtuosic yeah, bass great. playing and his rapping is like really good and it's yeah. like in this track if you listen to this track he makes a, a point at mentioning several times how hard he is mm-hmm. how hard his rhymes are <laughs> they're not hard they're not hard, at <laughs> they're all. Not hard. Like, you was, say anything yeah. convincingly yeah. and uh it shall be i think shall later be that year i think everybody realized it compared to uh, gangster rap, gangster is where rap. It's this, this was not hard <laughs> yeah. uh but it's like yeah this track is it's really good but nobody listens to it i don't remember anything anymore. being like ridiculously choreographed to this song in baby driver it's when he steals the uh oh yeah the two white hip-hop g- who were like early 90s hip-hop white guys i think <laughs> like, they i thought that they ridiculous. were uh breaking bad extras those are the uh that's the cameo from the atl twins yeah yeah oh those are the atl those twins. are the atl twins oh, way over my head yeah like we're not sure like where they are now they kind of have taken a break from social media as of like 2018 uh, but, you know they first got popular like they had a big write-up in vice yeah. and like different oh, yeah. magazines they were uh, you know harmony corinne got them on board for uh, spring breakers oh nice you know and that they played the drug dealer that was like working with franco in spring breakers but they're super you know it's like a psychologist like wet dream kind of story <laughs> like two twin brothers they, they like date s- the same they people. like sleep with the same woman oh, yeah they like yeah they make their bed together they've never been apart for like more than six hours in their entire life oh, they're, they're, i had no idea that was them, their plan was to like guys. be yeah. dad they wanted to like marry one woman and like have a family and like both be dads to like oh, a child uh, it's crazy and it's like, yeah, not too surprising that twins. they have, like. We'll take one each. <laughs> like, I'll, I got a couple yeah. of things. Not sustainable. Not a sustainable lifestyle. One, I feel like in the movie, there's a lot of build up to him like stealing this car, yeah. which is like it's a muscle car. It's like a Challenger or uh, something like that. Yeah, and then Dodge they don't Charger. Right. I don't feel like there's much of a chase scene involving that car. Mm-mm. I think they just like drive it to some place and go talk to somebody, <laughs> which is like a little bit of a missed opportunity. I should say uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is that this song samples the uh, incredible Bongo Band. Hey. Uh, their version, they're the drum loop from Mongolia. Uh, Apache. <laughs> no, it's from it's yeah. it from Apache, but yeah. uh. Yeah, somebody they listened to last week's episode. We talked about the incredible bongo band. That's right. If you so. hear if you hear bongos in a song, odds are <laughs> it's Bongolian. Incredible bongo band. We're in bongo country now. <laughs> Let's uh, fast forward back to uh, track twenty nine. This is "Was He Slow" by Kid Koala, featuring Kevin Spacey and John Bernthal. Was he slow? No. I think in the last episode I was talking about Handsome Boy Modeling School because there's a there's a song that was sampled for one of their songs and then uh 
the Handsome Boys song does appear in the movie, but not on the soundtrack. I think I mistakenly said that Kid Koala was in Handsome Boy. Handsome Boy you was did say that. Uh, part of our correction. It was like Prince Paul and Dan the Automator. Dan the Automator also was involved with Deltron 2020 yes. and the first Gorillas record. Kid Koala was on the Deltron record, the Kid, mm-hmm. uh, the first Gorillas record, I think, and also Lovage, which I recommended a song from Lovage, I think, back on uh, the Boogie Nights mm-hmm. episode that we did. Boogie, Boogie, <laughs> Boogie Nights. <laughs> Also, I guess was Kid Koala part of? He was like a, a famous, he was all, yeah, Deltron thirty yeah, thirty, famous DJ. Yeah. He wasn't much. I don't think he was well known as being a producer. He was mm-hmm. like literally like doing scratching, and you know, he was kind of like one of the most famous DJ DJs, like technical yeah. DJs, DJ Scribble. Hey, Nikki, do you you rewatch this film? The I want to say musical instrument, the card thing. Yeah, what is Do you that? You want to talk to me about that? Because I remember oh, reading yeah. about it a long time ago. That is the. Um, we should say that this this song is uh, Ansel Elgort's character, Baby, is making music. This yeah. is the music. Baby that has he's like making. a nice like sample home studio setup where yeah. he's got like a cool little drum pad. He's got a couple of tape recorders that he can like dub stuff to. Yeah, you know he always records everyone talking everywhere he goes and like turns it into tapes little little mixtapes and uh one of the kind of oddball devices you see is like this thing called a cali phone yeah which is just like a, a like a deluxe tape recorder mm-hmm. but it, it takes cassette tapes but it also reads audio from like a magnetic kind of like like your metro card yeah like the magnetic strip can record like three or four seconds of audio so he'll transfer his uh cassette tapes and transfer it to the card and then he'll kind of scratch the vocal with the with the card so yeah. i think it's kind of like edgar right trying to be you know trying to get his like uh brooklyn <laughs> check mark on <laughs> yeah. like cool tape devices nice dude respect, I mean, yeah. respect really, really. dude remember when we saw that at I the Williamsburg Cinema, I, I, I everyone was like everyone's interest was like really peaked <laughs> it's in that really moment. fucking cool yeah, yeah i mean it's yeah it's it's like uh you know probably the I'm, I don't want to early 90s. It's like the early 90s version of the theremin. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like a completely oddball, like analog. Yeah. Uh, it looks like B&H Photo and Video has a bunch <laughs> of used Cali phones for sale. It's like get them, in, dude. in the 70 to $80 range. Well, we got to start robbing banks and then we just like yeah. launder <laughs> our money into like weird audio, outdated audio equipment and then start making some crazy tracks it'll all start syncing up it, it does make a lot of sense that like that's what he spent a ton of his like stolen money on is like yeah weird like audio stuff i don't know we got like cassette tape stuff why not yeah man he's a goofy fucking weirdo man what can i say kevin spacey <laughs> takes all his tapes and baby uh baby gets pretty upset yeah you know because he's got that one tape mad. that says mom on it yeah and, and he doesn't want to lose that mom tape that he made <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah whatever happened to spacey by the way have we has, has, <laughs> has the world heard, heard from spacey after this movie because he got, he got well, in trouble like right after baby driver yeah he yeah. got canceled for saying uh the r word in that song <laughs> slow was that mean retarded yeah he got canceled for, for that, that and uh, then he got double canceled for yeah. some other stuff <laughs> spacey is a, a creepy weirdo the thing that he does I think he does it around the holidays every year now. Okay. Frank Underhills. <laughs> he puts out these <laughs> so weird. produced I don't videos know about this. of him in oh, character man. as his character from uh, 
House of Cards. A House of Cards, the net, the original Netflix show okay, that so it's nobody only been cares going about going on anymore. for like a few years in yeah. that case. Yeah. It's it's since he got excommunicated from uh, public life. Yeah. He puts out these things in character, a character that he still assumes people care about. So he's as the president giving like a uh, like a Christmas thing and it it's super weird. Okay, so like super distasteful. Uh, well, not even like, distasteful, just uh But it's like I'm the bad guy you want me to be. Yeah. Like, it's like some weird, like cryptic stuff. That's like the, the tone is all wrong. <laughs> right. But he's, he's like trying to like play into like, and this is not a cameo video. This is like, right. Like, like a real well cam- produced, well produced. Oh, if he was on cameo, we'd have a field day with that. <laughs> Just give it five years. He's, <laughs> he's, he's going to be on a bit. He's like written everything out and he's, I mean, he's probably had people working and it's, uh, Yeah. I think he what he I think what he's actually doing is lobbying for something that uh something that I kind of half believe in. I think, you know, if somebody's a creepy weirdo, they shouldn't be working around other people because that's the problem, right? If you employ somebody right. who is a sex pest or whatever, then you're putting everybody else at risk around them. Uh but as far as like watching people that you know are are sleazy weirdos, you know, like John Voigt's a sleazy weirdo. There's yeah, a lot of sleazy weirdos. We, like we but, used to see him all the time around Williamsburg yeah. for some reason. He's around. But I yeah. think that if you see them in a movie and they're playing a villain, it's like fucking fine. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Let me be a creep in the movie. And it's like, too. You know, yeah, it's like Johnny oh, Depp is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but think you could really on, he's playing a bad guy, you're like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> I think you could really go to town with like the deep fake technology in yeah. like that last scene towards the end of the movie where, you know, it's Kevin Spacey in the elevator talking to baby and he's like but instead of him talking to baby, he's talking to himself in the elevator. And he's like, look at the mess you've gotten yourself into. <laughs> and he's like, here's $100,000 to get you across the border. Now get the hell out of America. Keep driving. Oh, man, I'm driving. There was a video game. There was a huge, um, you know, Call of Duty or one of those like huge shooters. And uh, Kevin Spacey is in it. Oh, yeah. And he's like the bad guy in it. And I think that was like, that was around the same time as Baby Driver came out. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. So he's got that. It was the bitcoins that he's dining out on or whatever. I don't know. If any listeners out there have seen Spacey, write in. Let yeah. us know the whereabouts. Spot him in the wild. <laughs> Man. Yeah, speaking of that, we are coming in on the very last track on the epic Baby Driver soundtrack. Yeah. Track number 30. Nice and even. This is Chase Me by Danger Mouse featuring Run the Jewels and Big Boy. Tripper, flow flipper, smoke killer, slow zipper, quick temper, temperamental, sharp mental, departmental, tight fella, when wanna be him, when wanna see him, they the type, really be jealous, get your hype, oh Jesus, these niggas is polices, we gon' shower on these pussies, they mamas gon' know Jesus, Duncan Johnny told me money, these niggas should know better, but they monkey, so you got to show drunkies, ain't no letter, bad manners, the bad manner do bad things, a bad Gave me bomb head to bad brains. The sheriff's daughter, we beat out at FO Dad You may recognize that uh, that audio sample in the song uh, as the first track that we heard on the soundtrack by uh, John Spencer Blues Explosion. Is that what John it's Spencer Blues Explosion. I get all those names confused. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're right back where we started. Yeah. It's funny, I don't think I'd ever heard this until we were prepping for this episode. Yeah, man. And because yeah, I, I think I, it. it might play in the credits sometime, or I don't know. And I was like, it starts off and it's very, it's like, oh, they're sampling the, and it's, uh, you know, I really like Run the Jewels and I like Danger Mouse and I like yeah, Killer, Big Boy. Killer Mike's the man. Boy. Dude, Killer Mike's Also, like, Run the so Jewels cool. is like new album that's come out recently. Oh, yeah. like, Run the Jewels 4 is like 
fire. So, it sounds yeah. fucking good. Really, really great. Uh, but anyway, so this song starts, and I'm like, oh, they're like, yeah, you know, it was kind of, a, and like halfway through, I'm like, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. As, we, as we mentioned in episode one, they both Killer Mike and Big Boy make a cameo at the the fancy restaurant talking to Doc. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, insinuating that they're in like criminal activities in ATL, which is like, I love it when rappers are like Killer Mike is like political and like you know he's like doing so much good for the community, but he yeah. still also is like, well, if I'm in a movie, like make me a criminal. Like, I still have yeah. a rep to protect. <laughs> like, you know, man. I should say, so this film, I think, was originally supposed to be set in L.A.? or mm-hmm. Yeah, Los Angeles. And then I think it they... Was, they it was s- just, like, way too impractical for them to get away with well, some of this stuff. Atlanta... Tax, uh, tax stuff. They've got huge, like, tax benefits. They're trying to... Right. Like, a lot of television shows, like, all the... Uh, there's these big studios sprouting up down Tyler there. Tyler Perry's uh, compound down yeah. there. Um, you he know, The Walking Dead is built. an Atlanta thing. Yeah, a, lot of a, the, full White House a full White House recreation. Built. I think yeah. Netflix's whole original content thing is all set up in Atlanta. Makes I mean, um, Williams Studios, like, the Cartoon Network, adult yeah. swim stuff is all down there oh, but anyway yeah. so i think that they in adapting the script and changing everything to atlanta it's like those guys were consultants you get big boy and killer yeah. mike in which are they're oh, yeah. you know atlanta royalty mm-hmm. rightfully so because they're fucking amazing yeah you're so right there are like a bunch of tax and inc- tax incentives for a lot of southern states to film movies and and uh did you ever see the mechanic with jason statham I think I did. That's yeah. It's really bad. I think it's a Charles Bronson was the original one. Oh, that makes sense. But it's like he's just a, a hired hitman, and he's it, the, they shot the movie in New Orleans, and you can tell it like has nothing to do with New Orleans, <laughs> and also that there's like a contract killer syndicate in New Orleans, which has like you know two hundred thousand people. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> like it just doesn't make any sense. It's like no one needs people killed like high criminals killed on a regular basis in New Orleans. I think that the Atlanta setting in this film works really well. It kind of reminds me of yeah. I remember that Breaking Bad, I think, was originally supposed to be set somewhere else and it was like a like AMC's like, listen, if we're gonna make these numbers work we gotta get that. Could we do it in New Mexico? And it's like New Mexico and meth. Yeah, I think we could make meth, meth in New Mexico. Meth, that makes it, that reads. That okay, reads. actually, <laughs> now that I look at this, yeah, <laughs> you, got the, you got the ATL twins. Yeah, <laughs> it all worked out for baby. I've never been to Atlanta, but I'd like to go. It's okay. It's like the worst public transit in any city. Ooh. So, uh, for the now. Dr- all the driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for now. Podcast yeah. field trip. Every episode we go to the city yeah. that the movie what, was shot. When was the last time you checked out the MTA? I don't know. Ooh, uh, Pretty but, empty these days. I had a lot of Atlanta friends in college. Um, I went there a number of times. It's very okay. It's just like city. You know what I mean? It's just like, uh, it's, it's very Dallas-y. Hotlanta. Like, Hot Atlanta, Black Hollywood, you know, it's, there's some fun parts of Atlanta, but like, it's a city that can kind of be picked up and put anywhere and there's, I don't know, maybe. Great city to rob banks and uh, steal cars. Probably would be, And uh, be, be a guy named Baby, yeah. whose real name is Miles. That's right. Spoiler. Yeah. Guys, that is all hey, 30 tracks. We made it. One hand clapping. Vroom, vroom. vroom, vroom. Speed, vroom. get away. Speedy we are going to have to rate the baby driver soundtrack before we move on to our recommended track which is our uh, favorite driver favorite driver songs. song uh so out of 15 what are we doing what oh, are we doing this week? 15 hams 15 hams <laughs> 15 sweaty hams <laughs> uh love john ham do you want me to lead off or? please do actually 
Well, as, in tradition. As, as is our tradition. <laughs> I almost forgot. I we thought I was going to get away with it. We didn't review last week, and I, I'm completely out of whack. But no, Chris, please. I didn't mean to step on your... <laughs> I mean, what an incredible soundtrack. It's, you know, used through the movie in ways that no music has ever been used in movies besides like... Nor some should. La- nor, maybe nor should. Some lame-ass musicals, but I, I got to give this a perfect score. The music's great. Ooh, it's incorporated. Yeah. 15.0 Sweaty Hams. Perfect soundtrack. Sweaty Hams. Sweaty Diner Ham. 15. Uh, Caleb, what do you got for us? Uh, so this is a movie that I obviously, I think, appreciate more than you guys. I'm not saying it's a perfect film. I, there, there is some problems. Uh, I really enjoy it, though, and the way that music is used in it is like integral to it is uh is something that it just makes me really happy yeah it's a long soundtrack there's not that i I mean there there we do have one bad cover which is something that you know it's kind of like breaking the bottle of champagne over a ship when 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 you look at a soundtrack (laughs) you need to hit that bad cover before you really know it's like uh there's some um nfl quarterbacks that say that they're not really like into the game until they get hit hard for the first time and i think that uh on this podcast it's like you're not really reviewing a podcast like one of these soundtracks until you hear that that bad, that bad cover that bad yeah. cover hits your ears then and you're like in it. all of a sudden like you're sharp <laughs> uh I, I yeah it's a great soundtrack there's so many tracks on here that you know i would you know recommend at at the end of other episodes they're that kind of like not just great songs but kind but of deep like cuts deep cuts yeah. uh songs that i had never heard before you know i really love that jonathan richmond weird egyptian reggae song uh, and then all of the all the tracks that are familiar to you because of they were sampled on other tracks, but maybe never heard the original. Um, I got to give this like a fourteen point seven. Nice, love it. Very good. Nice, Nikki. Right. What, do you, what do you think? Zero to fifteen sweaty hams. <laughs> Diner ham. You know, saw the movie in theaters originally when it came out. Loved it. The music was super loud in the theater. I left theater with like bleeding ears. I was like a (laughs) complaining old man. You go up to the 16-year-old kid. You're like, it's too loud. uh, The soundtrack is fantastic. There's, it's, it's all great. The way that the music is used in the movie is certainly integral, but I think gets a little heavy-handed at certain points with the choreography. And I think it gets a little unnaturalistic, but that's talking about the movie and we're not reviewing the movie. We're reviewing the soundtrack. It's a near perfect soundtrack. I'm going to have to dock it 0.5 hands uh, for the Sky Fiera. (laughs) (laughs) Easy cover. Besides that, you know, like some real standout highlights are Carla Thomas, baby, the Commodores, easy featuring Lionel Richie. I mean, it's just such a jam. Martha and the Vandals. Martha and the Vandells, Beck, Deborah, T-Rex, Deborah, uh, Focus, Hocus Pocus. There's just like hit song after hit song. Uh, I'm going to have to give this 14.5 greasy, greasy hams. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to add a song to the tracklist in Spotify playlist. I can lead off if you guys don't mind our favorite driver song. Yeah, part one was our favorite baby song. Favorite driver song. Uh, this is a track from 2010. Uh, the band is called Darker My Love. And uh, I don't have a ton to say about this. This is kind of like a not a super well-known band. This is kind of the only song of theirs that I'm familiar with. Some of the members, I think, Moonlight on like uh, one of the more recent versions of the British uh, punk band The Fall, which I think is a kind of a famously uh, 
there's a lot of turnaround on that roster but this is not a very punk act the song is called backseat let's listen to it So I feel like uh, it's a very kinksy sound. It makes me want to like hop on a train. Yeah, very <laughs> kinksy. See what happens. I've, I've, uh, I will say I've recently been driving with this song playing, and it works. <laughs> hey, Checks man. out. You guys have cars now. You get Checks to drive all I the boxes. I drove to the entire Baby Driver soundtrack, and I felt like such a goob. <laughs> <laughs> goober. Were you trying to power drift by the end of it? <laughs> I did, someone. I was at a red light, and I had both windows down, uh, having a cigarette, and that Barry White song was playing. And someone looked over and was like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, he's Baby Driver. Yeah, man. Like, I'm trying to read the tape, man. Yeah. Come on, we got a podcast. You like podcasts? <laughs> All right, Chris, uh, favorite driver favorite song. Driver song. I, I got a little liberal with this um, with this pick. Uh, I wanted to do something in the outrun genre of music. Uh, this is a band called Power Glove uh, from Australia, and I guess they're more synthwave. But back in my day, it was used to it used to be called synthwave, and now it's like outrun. But it's all this sort of like new retro like. Is this the, like stuff, that mall, that uh, abandoned mall? So that's more vaporwave. That's vaporwave. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I like vaporwave. And there's yeah, like yeah, yeah. dark wave. I chill mean, it's wave. All, I'm a chill wave. There's guy. chill wave. You know, it's it's lo-fi, glo- lo-fi Simpson glo-fi. stuff. I'm a glo-fi. <laughs> yeah, I'm a glo-fi, glo-fi, guy. glo-fi. You know, it's all blending together. But <laughs> I I think it was like called new wave retro when I first started listening to it. This is from 2010. <laughs> it's from their first EP. Uh, this is a song called uh, Streets of 2043. So let's hear that and I'll talk about it a little bit more. Streets of 2020, man. Yeah, streets of 2043. Yeah, I think it's it's using. Uh, they use a lot of old like video game stuff, and I believe those are samples from Streets of Rage or maybe Gunstar Heroes, old Sega games. But yeah, I, Power Glove gets its moniker from the Nintendo Power Glove. It's so bad. Uh, that was. Uh, I think that was my first experience. No, I didn't buy it, but that was my first experience in false advertising maybe yeah. sea monkeys that's like sea monkeys <laughs> level like yeah. there's a commercial where you it's like put on oh my club. god you're like in the game and the, it was just like you had to play on your wrist right <laughs> yeah you just played it on your wrist and like so, it was like trying to say that you could do like some wee stuff with like moving it but you know it was complete false it's completely false uh akin to um 
Crossfire, that game, just had the best commercial. But it was a board game where you shot marbles. And then, like, <laughs> in the commercial, it's like, you get caught up in the... And you, you know, when you lose, you get sent to hell or something. <laughs> but no, Power Glove's great. I've been trying to figure out how to work an outrun type uh, song uh, onto the the playlist that we've got going and all the outrun and like synth wave art is like these eighties and nineties Ferraris and like geometric space and stuff and all yeah. this crazy stuff. But what was that? It was like a YouTube trailer for a movie that didn't exist. And then they ended up making kind of like a short that was on Netflix. Uh, are you talking about far cry three blood no, rage? It's blood like rage? a like deep cut future guys. cop or something. It's like the, there's Cube. like a hacker and there's like, there's, there's a, Oh yeah. It was like hacker man. Uh, but there it? was like a dying T-Rex cop. It was like this whole, Oh yeah. There was one, um, samurai cop or something or like hacker cop i know you're i know you're talking yeah, about yeah, um it's like la- yeah. laser cop or something because there's like the main character and then there's a hacker guy and then there's a t-rex who is a cop yeah it goes ends up like going back in time with the power of computers and stuff yeah. i've seen the movie and I'm, I'm totally blanking on what it's called but yeah, <laughs> yeah very, very much yeah, that yeah. synthwave outrun stuff anyway it all started with drive drive and baby <laughs> driver yeah. ruined a generation of men <laughs> But the main characters in both movies, not big talkers. Not big talkers. <laughs> they wear sunglasses and jackets. <laughs> it's exactly. like, all I need is a scorpion jacket, and then women will talk to me. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. All right, Nikki, what do you got for us? This is a, a new find for me. This is a band that I had not heard before and just discovered in my search for a driver song. This band is called the Milani Park Orchestra. And there's not a ton of information about this band out there, but they are a band from Tanzania and they're from like the started in like the mid to late seventies. Uh, they were a house band for the Milani club. Nice. And which eventually got taken over by like the local taxi service commission. Okay. So they got re- their brand, their band got rebranded at some point and they a be- taxi service. Yeah. They became known as orchestra DDC Milani park. Cool. man. Cause the taxi people said so. Yeah. <laughs> and like the style of music that they play is called uh Muziki Wadansi. Hell yeah. Which is uh, kind of like a Tanzanian Roomba. Yeah. And you know, Roomba is, is like a subsect of Cuban it's music vacuum, that's like yeah. dance and percussion oriented. So this is kind of like a Tanzanian take on a Roomba. Nice. And uh, yeah, this is Milani Park Orchestra with Taxi Driver. Taxi! Yeah, I can uh, I can picture you in a car wash listening to this. <laughs> uh, pretty amazing. I was getting some thumbs up. <laughs> what's the What's the year on that? I believe this is from '78. Rumor has it '78. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is this yeah, is from yeah. a compilation that's come out since called uh, Zanzibar Five Hot and Dar. 
Hell yeah. Which is, uh, I believe, the neighbor, the neighbor, the neighborhood in Mawinge. Oh, okay. But, you know, this track is, like, pretty solid. But the, the re- some of the other songs on this album are, like, just complete Fire. jams. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I love that Afro sort of, like, and late then, 70s, early 80s. It's just, stuff. like, forget everything I've ever learned on guitar yeah. from, like, playing Van Halen or anything. It's, like, just playing along to that stuff is, like, the most fun <laughs> you could, like, truly ever have. Yeah. Cut to Nick joining an Afro-funk band. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys, that is Baby Driver. That is part one, part two, tracks one through 15, 16 through 30. We did it. You heard it here I first. It. I have a surprise. The I only, actually dug the up only... a bonus disc. Did you? I got a third disc we're doing oh, it next no. week. Oh, nice. No, that's all yeah, I'm... tune in for <laughs> an additional 30 tracks. <laughs> we're actually rebranding as the Baby Driver podcast. <laughs> oh, man, so many songs. <laughs> Well, Never going to run out of stuff to say. Yeah. yeah, thank you, listeners. I think it may be uh, my pick next. It might be Chris's. I know it's not mine. Who can say? <laughs> well, thank you to everyone out there for listening to part one and part two of Baby Driver. We uh, hope everyone's staying safe. We love you guys. Thanks for making us uh, number 87 on the uh, New Zealand music <laughs> commentary <laughs> podcast chart, which yeah. we just got notification for. <laughs> During our break, <laughs> which is actually true, we are number eighty-seven, eighty-seven on the Zealand New Zealand charts. charts. Thank you, you Kiwis. Couldn't have done it without you. All right, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye.